into the contest. It's Wednesday the 28th of April. Welcome to our afternoon sport deep dive. I'm Tim Gilbert. I'm joined by my co-host Shane Lee. And Shane, you had your ukulele out last night and your harmonica and your guitar and you even played a little bit of piano. Tell me what you did. A uh, bit of guitar, mate. So I support a, a foundation called the Australian Children's Music Foundation, um, founded by Don Spencer um, from, from Play School. And, uh, and they raise money and give kids who don't have the money, um, buy them instruments and music lessons. It's a great event. And uh, yeah, I got up on stage and played with Don and played a little bit of Johnny Cash, mate, Folsom Prison. So it was a good night. Oh, very nice, very nice. I tell you what, I can't even whack two sticks together and make it sound any good. I am absolutely hopeless. <laughs> Obviously, this massive story in India, we're going to talk about that. We've got some great guests on the show today. Katie Brown, our rugby league reporter, she's been in the Northern Territory. We'll get the latest from her on what they call the greatest game of all. And the Sydney Kings, well, they are flying. Paul Smith, the owner, after four in a row. Shane, you and I spent a lot of time in India, you playing, me working on cricket coverage, and uh, look, it really is devastating from a, from a news story perspective, but look, you also see the real positives, the green sprouts of generosity, like Brett Lee, your brother, donated nearly 70000 to help in their, in their cause, Pat Cummins led the way with 50k to try and help with oxygen and other things um, for the country. Yep, it's really needed. India is a place that is... As we all know, it's huge. There's 20 odd states there. They all speak different languages and different states with different laws. It, it is it is a jumbled up mess sometimes over there. And um, the one thing that they all love is cricket. And I know both Brett and Pat have got a lot out of India and cricket and, and the experience they've had, not only making money over there, but the great experiences and the way they've been treated as players and, and people when, they, when they've toured that, that country. So it's really good to see they're putting some money back and um, every dollar is going to count now. It's, it's going to really be needed because we haven't seen the start of this yet. You know, there's a million cases happening now on day, on day per day and um, that, that's just the ones who are being tested. So... Yeah, India's going to be uh, it's a long haul out of this, I think. Well, what do you see the sporting landscape like? Uh, so some players want to come home. I know Andrew Ty's already made his way home. Others have been caught in transit. Others are happy to, to stay it out because it goes till the end of May. Yep, I think it's an individual decision. Um, it's like Ash Barty, she'd want to tour, play, play the US Open, etc. I think it comes down to the individual. Look, there, there is a risk there, and if players don't feel safe, they should come home. You know, the, our Prime Minister said there'll be no preferential treatment for cricketers coming back from India. They'll have to go through the same process that everyone else has to come back to repatriate. But, um, yeah, it's an individual choice, and... Um, it's a, it's something they would have to really think about because you're stuck in a really tight bubble. Um, there is a real serious um, chance of infection. So, yeah, but it comes down to the individual, mate. Yeah, it, it, we'll watch that space with interest. Uh, there is an argument going on as to whether the IPL should continue at this point. But there's uh, th- there's this whole storyline that, you look, that is actually helping people because most of them are at home and, and to be able to watch a bit of cricket. Anyway, that story is not going anywhere. Coming up on Afternoon Sport, NRL reporter Katie Brown, Latrell Mitchell, James Tedesco. Will we see Joseph Suwali? That's next. Rugby League, of course, we saw the Anzac Day match last Sunday and James Tedesco copped a high hit. There's so many stories swirling about. Our NRL reporter is Katie Brown. How are you, Katie? I'm good. How are you guys? 
Mate, great, Cody. Thank you for asking. Um, let's let's start with uh, with Tedesco. If he doesn't come up fit, so while he could make his debut, which would be an exciting. Uh, Thing to happen? Oh, wouldn't we love to see this young bloke make his debut? There's been so much hype, especially in the preseason. Mm. All of the the headlines were about Joseph Suwali and then it changed and we all started talking about Sam Walker. Uh, <laughs> but now there's a real opportunity and I think he's the perfect fit. Uh, nobody wants to see anybody else. Everybody wants to see Suwali. Despite him playing in the centres in the cup games, I think he can slot into that fullback position pretty well. And it wouldn't be a bad decision by Roosters to let uh, Tedesco have that extra week out anyway, considering where they are um, on the ladder. They're pretty safe. It's a it's a pretty good matchup. Yeah, they may even put him in the centres or on the wing and, and push Manu out the back. They've got a, a few options, haven't they, in their, their outside back. So the judiciary, what did you make of uh, the whole Jordan Pereira situation? Some people wanted him out for 10 weeks. Oh, it looked like a, a like a bad accident to me. Yeah, I was more upset with the Michele Ravalawa shoulder charge in two weeks on uh, Josh Morris. I, I didn't really have a problem with Jordan Pereira. I did think that three weeks is sufficient, but it was more of a, a split second decision and more of an accident. But Michaeli Ravalawa was a was a deliberate shoulder charge yeah. and he misses two weeks. Like there's so much inconsistency around this. Um, yeah, so I, I personally didn't think that it was it was very warranted. Yeah, I'm a Dragon supporter, and that that was that was not on. That he led with his head as well. That was uh, was really dangerous. Yeah, and and you know, like when you're looking at consistency, there's there's none of it. We've spoken about Jack Hedrington. We we see CSC for uh, Talakai. He, he misses four weeks. Mm. His was a grade three, and Michaeli Ravalavas was a grade two. I'm sorry, they looked just as bad as one another. If anything, Talakai is the forward. So does he get a harsher penalty because he's a bigger body? No, it didn't mm. make sense. Big, big words from Latrell Mitchell. It was great to see him stand up against the coward's castle that is social media sometimes and, and the abuse he copped. He He's not usually on the front foot and he even said that. I don't like talking about myself, but it was great to see him do it and great to see the support behind him. Yeah, I, I feel like he has... Um, built himself into this real role model at 23. Like he's played for New South Wales, Australia, won two premierships. He's done everything in the the rugby league aspect of the game, but he is so exhausted, like he said in his press conference, about dealing with these trolls. And it only takes one person like him with a big standing in sport and a big following to say, hang on, not okay. Guys, if I and girls, if I can stand up, I encourage everybody else to stand up. And I think with these two men charged on this unusual charge, using a, a carriage service to menace, harass, and cause offence, I think we'll be watching this very closely to see how it plays out in court. But I applaud him so much for doing this. Couldn't agree more. Now, what's going on with these Broncos? Kevin Walters, in the fourth change of halves in, in eight weeks, it's like watching Big Brother. Isn't it? So you had, <laughs> so number one, Milf, um, Milf and Croft, and then you had Anthony Milford and Tom Deard, and then you had Brody Croft and Deard, and now you've got Tyson Gamble. And I'm like, sorry, Tyson who? It is a gamble. Oh, Where's man, Kenny they Rogers? are gambling big money, aren't they? Like, if Steve Renoff came out, and he's won four premierships with the Broncos and said, you know what, it's, it's recruitment. You have to take a look at Broncos recruitment. What there's individual brilliance in this team, but as a team, they're just not working. Mm. And do you reckon you question? I look at Anthony Seabold and go, 
maybe he's not the baddest coach everybody yes. made him out to be. Yeah, good point. Yeah, and, and a lot of this has got history, hasn't it? Because you can only recruit and it all, all goes back to the people before you and who they brought to the club. There's some talk that Caleb Pogger may go there. That'd be a massive boost if Brisbane could manage to get him. Uh, what do you think of the, the conference system idea? Oh, no, I'm, I'm relegation. I'm all for relegation. Keep the same conference. Um, keep one conference and have, you know, imagine last year with the Broncos being wooden spooners, having that in a relegation system. So therefore they have to play in a cup style competition. Yeah, like yeah, good. I find that more exciting than two conferences because over the years we've developed really good rivalries that aren't in Sydney. So like Melbourne and Manly, how would it be that they potentially wouldn't play each other if you have two separate conferences? Mm. Um, and I, I, I think there's too many chances. Like I think there'd be one weak conference and one strong conference and, Ah, uh, yeah. I can see the the pros and the cons for each, but I would be more for the one conference and relegation. I'm with you, Katie, and yeah, Wayne Bennett's right behind this, saying, you know, he, he sees the passion in the Sydney clubs, but if you can't have two Sydney clubs in a grand final, it sort of defeats the whole purpose, doesn't it? Yeah. Like, what if you yeah. had Souths and I don't know. Titans. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's not appealing at all. It is it, but it is a democracy, so I've got to be the the dissenting voice in this discussion. <laughs> I actually quite like it. I do like the conference system. I think that if you're going to expand the game, you're going to bring more teams in, you've got to get a system that that potentially works. So this is something that's been tabled. We'll watch where it ends up, but um yeah, an interesting thing with with the NRL talking about these two conferences. Uh finally, you went to the Northern Territory. I saw you uh, at the races, you went to the Parramatta game what was that like up there oh, I had not been to Darwin ever before but I love the place um and it was a bit hot on game night for the Broncos and the Eels but gosh they it felt like country rugby league at its finest and it just made me well reminded me why we take games to the country yeah. they were so appreciative the crowd was unreal like packed stadium and they just it smiles on their faces they were just so grateful and I thought so we got to do more of this because people love it when they can see uh, their dreams come to reality, right? They see these stars on the TV all the time, but they finally got to meet them. And the players were great hanging around and signing autographs forever. It's great. Yeah, brilliant. Well, you had Northern Territory. You never, never know if you never, never go. And you did. So I hope you had a good time. I'll be back. I'm going to go back there for my 30th. <laughs> Are you got it. Oh, yeah. I'd go back for my 30th if it wasn't 23 years ago. i tell you what, one of the things you've got to do next time is go fishing on the Corroboree Lagoon with all the crocodiles. It's quite extraordinary. Katie, we will chat next week. Sounds good. Thanks, gents. Have a great day. Coming up on Afternoon Sport, the Sydney Kings. They are absolutely flying. That win over the Hawks got them four on the trot. They've got Melbourne United next. We'll speak to Paul Smith, the owner, in just a tick. PlaySport is calling Game On for a new way to play, a free platform to explore and be inspired to connect to thousands of sport, rec and well-being activities in your community. Just go to playsport.com. PlaySport, whatever moves you. Well, there's plenty of basketball about. We had a great chat with Brian Gorgian the other day. Of course, look, lots of us are excited about the Olympic Games, but this NBL, uh, what about some of the games we've seen recently? The Kings just getting home against the Hawks and their owner joins us now, Paul Smith. You must be happy. 
Mate, always happy. Always happy. Anytime we go down to Wollongong and smack them around, it's a good day for everyone. Hey, Paul, that's that's four in a row now. You're on a bit of a run, which is good. Yeah, no, it's, we're going all right, mate. The main thing is we've had some good away wins and, and then beating teams that are in contention with us. You know, we're all – the race has sort of settled down now. There's Perth and Melbourne United are – the clear front runners and then everyone else is chasing the last two spots. So now we've done all right. It's been, it looks remained very challenging. We've had another injury sort of emerge this week. Um, Brad Newley strained his ankle against Illawarra. So that's just another one on the list, but the guys are really stuck together and, you know, it was great news uh, today. Didi Lazada was, uh, his contract was announced with the uh, New Orleans Pelicans. So he's got a multi-year deal now. He's going to start playing over in the NBA. So, Another loss for us, but um, a, a good win for the franchise, the fact that he's moved on. But, look, we've really got something really good going on at the moment. The junkyard dogs, as they refer themselves, they just <laughs> they just keep fighting and batting and scratching and all that. We've got Melbourne on uh, Sunday, Sunday in Melbourne, and then we're back home, I think, next next Saturday or Sunday, we're back home in Sydney. So uh, that'll be good. And I think uh, I think we're playing the 36s. I should really know, but uh, it all blurs out at this time of season. But it'll be a great chance for Sydney to see Josh Giddy who's doing some amazing things for Adelaide. So that'll be great as well. Well, the NBL's done a great job to get it back to where it's at. And they must be very happy to have people like yourself and Dory Kadahi at the helms of clubs because what you delivered, what you guys offered on the weekend is exactly what the competition and the game needs to keep kicking it down the, uh, I was going to say field, but court, I mean. <laughs> Derbies are important. You know, we know that in any sport, you know, and uh, we for, for, for a while there, the, the Hawks, you know, been a little bit underperformed. They'd be fair to say and to see them going well and and for us to be able to go and go toe-to-toe with them uh we played each other once this year we're one apiece and we're playing one more game against them later in the season so we'll be able to have a decider on the series the freeway series as we call it and that's no, good it's 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 good it's challenging we're you know we always bear in mind that we're well outside our normal window of play mm. where you know we're normally done by march here we are willing to Getting in in the April, getting into May, we won't finish the season till late June. You know, it's going to be pretty interesting, but we're getting great support. We're continuing to really appreciate that. The fans that are coming out are really enjoying it, and the guys are really playing really well and you know putting together what they can put together with what they've got. So, you know, fingers crossed we can keep it going. Uh, we've got ten games to go, and look, nineteen wins looks like the target to get mm-hmm. into the top four. So we got five out of ten. So um, we've got four home games in that rundown. So we've got a very challenging trip coming up to New Zealand. We play them uh, two games Thursday. Uh, in early next month, we play them twice in a weekend. So uh, that'll, be a, that'll be pretty important. I think that's going to be a swing trip for us. If we can get a win or two wins over there on that trip, that's going to set us up, I think, for a good run. Big time, mate. Maintain the rage, as they say. Um, we had Brian, as Timmy said, on, on the show earlier in the week. And um, the boomers look good for the Olympics. They look good on paper. How, how do you think we'll go? Oh, look, I think it's – I think they'll be strong. I think look, strong in defense. I think mm. offense will always be the point that they're going to be looking at. Yeah. Um, you know, you know, in cricket they say catches win matches. Well, you know, you got to score points to win. Defense yeah. is really important. But, of course, we're playing uh, international basketball. So it's uh, – 
it's a it's four 10 minute quarters it's a different structure and it's an olympics as well so it's yeah. it's one of those situations where anything can happen but look there's no doubt the talent base is there i don't know what the other teams are lining up like i haven't paid that it's been difficult to get a read on what the americans are going to line up like yep. who's playing for them look obviously they'll be what what australia is chasing is a medal so you know look if anyone can squeeze you know something out of it, uh, George can. And, mm. uh, you know, when you've got players like, you know, Joe Ingalls and Delhi and guys like that that are, you know, voicing their commitment and they're ready to go, you, you're going to be – we're going to be competitive, that's for sure. Um, and I think it's a good chance that we'll ever have for a while because um, a lot of those guys are starting – they won't see another Olympics, a lot of sure. those guys. So, yeah. you know, but, uh, but they're, doing, they're doing good. They're, they're, uh, Gorge is the right guy to sort of get, get what he can get out of those guys. Busy schedule for that. Geez, he's got an NBL season ending. And I think they're straight yeah. on a plane to the US. They're going to training camp over there. Then they're doing a, a, a mini tournament with the US and a couple other teams. So it'll be a great experience. And, uh, you know, fingers crossed they can get it done. Well, of course, you've got the women going in as well. Don't be yeah. Well, as well. Oh, absolutely. And I was going to talk about uh, the women's sport because the Shyla Heel story is a cracking story. Of course, the daughter of Shane Hammer Heel and only the third Australian to get a WNBA contract. That That's a fantastic story. It is. It really is. And, you know, look, Shane and, and Shyla and the family have worked really hard with her. To, you know, it's been a project and it's great to see things coming together for them. And landing in Chicago is a great outcome for Shyla. You know, a top 10 draft pick and... uh landing in a, in, a, in a franchise where they've got a really, really great point guard. So she'll be able to get great experience. They're not going to expect a great deal of out of her, in, out of her early in the career over there. So she's going to have an opportunity to sort of develop and grow. And then hopefully when she comes back to Australia and plays for someone back in the WNBL, you know, we'll see how we go. You know, whether she plays for us or plays for another club, we'll, we'll see what happens. How, how old is she, Timmy? Oh, she's 19, isn't she, Paul, I think? 18 or 19, yeah. yeah young, no, she's okay. young. Yeah, she's played She's played pro ball since she's about 15. Wow. You know, so, okay. you know uh, and she's tough. Like, she's tough. She's a hard kid. Like, you know, works hard, great work ethic. And, you know, and those are the qualities that a lot of those things Shane's bringing to the program at the Flames. You know, he's, mm. he's coming in with a whole new sort of, revised approach around, you know, uh, putting together a squad that's going to grind it out, work hard all the time. Um, not that our previous squads didn't, but he's just got another level he wants to bring in play development, which really sits at the core of what we're about and the fact that Jay Sean Tate and Dee Lizarda guys can come here and then find themselves into the NBA, mm. I think it's important. And that's what we want the same to reflect on our program for our women as well, is that there's a opportunity to build those connections into that, that level of league as well. And we've got a big job to do to promote basketball, both men's and women's in the next season. You know, we're all trying to sort of get through COVID. We're all trying to get through this season as best we can. And, and you know, we're, we're making a pretty good fist of it. But the real work begins almost immediately because the the WNBL season ends in June, July, mm. and our we're scheduling our I think the current schedule for the NBL season is to restart mid October, so we've virtually got a really no off season. So it's going to be a really busy year for us this year. Yeah, it's great for young people to see guys like Shane Hill kicking around the place. He did it at every level. Uh, and look, we wish you all the best against Melbourne United. Thanks for coming on the show, Paul. Thanks, guys. Good on you. All the best, everyone. <laughs> 
That's it for Afternoon Sport today. We'll be with you Monday to Friday every week. Hit subscribe on your podcast app so you don't miss it. A big thank you goes to Katie Brown and to Paul Smith and to Spartan Sports Shape. Our great sponsors, www.spartansportshq.com. And our wonderful producer, Dan McHugh. We'll be back with you tomorrow afternoon. Catch you then. See you then, guys. Take care.